The Fellowship of the Real is going live starting February 18th. The podcast will still be the polished, shiny, beautiful thing it is, but if you want to see the ugly side, the unedited side, the we'll-fix-it-in-the-mix side, then tune in February 18th at 10 a.m. U.S. Central Standard Time, or thereabouts. You can ask questions and leave comments during the show, and we will do our level best to respond. This time, we will be reviewing Hot Fuzz and Blade Runner The Final Cut. Yep, that's right. Tuning in live allows you to get a review weeks before it comes out. Did I mention it will be ugly, unedited, and that we'll have to fix it in the mix? See us there. Facebook.com, Fellowship of the Real. Are you recording this? Studying a movie in the mechanical level, I think, can, can really bring some revelation. I believe that no one says out to make a bad movie, with the exception of... On paper, this should work. Yeah, this should work. But I, I just don't like it. That's your own fault if you haven't seen it. Way over budget, start yeah, cutting right, yeah, scenes. Even the actors don't know what that movie is about. Shit, I, I, I wish I wrote that. Which I love the title, but that movie's trash. Well, it's oatmeal, man. It's good for you. Okay. Here we are. Fellowship of the Real. Four friends in a movie. Uh, we are continuing with our series uh, of Halloween movies once a week for Halloween for the month of October. And we are up to Scream. This was, whose pick was this? This was my pick. This was James' pick. Okay. This, uh, what, when did this come out? This came out 96. 96. Yeah. This is the reason I picked it. This one came out when I was the perfect age. I was 13, yeah. 14 at this time. And this one, it came out around the holidays. And just took off. I think uh, we were talking about how many mo- how many times have you seen a movie in the theater? Yeah, I think I saw this one two or three times. Really? Because we were kids, you know. Yeah. We just went yeah. off as a group. So when you say theater. perfect age, you mean perfect age for like for movies to have like an impact on you, or particularly maybe like horror movies have an impact? You know I think I mean? all of the above, and I think this yeah. one actually stands out as revitalizing the horror movie thing. So oh, it for just sure. it I was the perfect demographic for this movie. Well, so I figure when we're talking about October horror movies, this one for my generation really stands. Well, I remember when this came out how it was it was I remember thinking this is genius, you know, that they've taken the whole history of of slasher horror movies and boiled it down and made a movie, you know, with all the self-referential uh Parts to it, and we mm-hmm. we'll get into that as we go. But it's very You're playing with conventions, yeah, playing with yeah. conventions and met and how meta it is, you know. In re- it, anyway, I th- I thought it was pure genius, yeah, and just, we'll, we'll see if it if it holds up. I mean, uh, I I generally like this movie or whatever. But no, that's interesting that you say that for the perfect age. Because I guess I've had a, that a similar thought about a lot of movies, and uh, you know, it's got to be around the same time. I mean, we're around the same age, pretty much. So um, this one is not, I guess, one of those for me, but. Yeah, just I don't know. I guess I, I guess we talked about that before, and I've definitely had that thought. Like certain movies, I know have a big impact on me, right? Um, and been they're all in that mid '90s range, you mm-hmm. know. So that was around the time where I was just discovering my own stuff. Sure, I, guess I think say. that's what it is. Yeah, that's true. And by that time, that's when I started to branch out. My older brother started showing me movies like Pulp Fiction and Reservoir yep. Dogs and yeah. that kind of stuff, and really opening it up. But this was right about that time, so I was just just soaking all that in like a sponge and this one i still watch it yearly oh, nice. october yeah. movie 
10 was the perfect age when I saw Jaws because it scared the living shit out of me for years. Right. <laughs> I think I was five or six when I saw Jaws, and I didn't get into water, like bathtubs, no, 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 pools, no. Yeah, I don't anything. remember. How, I must well, have been we, older. It messed me up. Well, we, we saw it. We were in Ocean City, Maryland on vacation, and I saw it at the beach in a drive-in theater. Okay, so there was no swimming the rest of that vacation. I, I that was don't. It, no, that's really cool. So you lived in Ocean City, saw it on a beach, and then we vacation. We lived in Maryland, but we went down to Ocean City, Maryland for a vacation and, and watched it on the beach. That's very yes. Cool. Uh, so like, so I think they have these these watch parties where you can like sit on an inner tube out in the water and watch it. Would you do yeah, that? No. Oh yeah, they do no. that in here, don't they? At the I've drive heard in? about it. I've never done it. Just that's absolutely. Yeah, not. I would well, not do that. Like that there's no totally way. Mess with you. No, absolutely not. There is no way. Nope. <laughs> anyway, so this uh, this is James Pickett. I think it's a. I think, like I said, I think it was pure genius when it came out. It uh, so the domestic, it was a hundred and three million domestic release, and almost as much international, seventy million for a total box office of one hundred and seventy three million on a budget of fourteen million. So this absolutely killed, killed it. Yeah. yeah, this really, I think it was an innovator as far as, like you said, James said, it reinvigorated. Because uh, at that point, slashers had sort of gone out, and it, it, horror became more sophisticated, you know, rather than just a guy with a knife. But this really put a twist on that. And well, okay, I do not like the slasher movies at all. Like I may have seen Friday the Thirteenth. I don't know. Uh, all those Freddy, and Freddy Halloween. Yeah. And okay, I saw Halloween on TV where everything's cut out. The you know. However, when this came out, I. I actually did like it yeah. because I guess it's funny. Yeah, I think it has enough humor to break the tension or whatever. But yet, the the one of the best thing is is you caught. I mean, you're. I remember the first time I watched it, going, "Who yeah. is the killer?" Yeah, it was very clever. And I, and I, and, I have and there's so many of, clues throughout that you're sitting there going, "Oh, he's got to be." Yeah, the no. There's uh, one of the notes I have repeatedly is red herring, red herring, red herring. Yeah. When they when they submitted this to the MPAA. Uh, it kept coming back NC seventeen R, yeah, and obviously for scary movies they're going for PG thirteen. The producer went to the MPAA and said, "Okay, watch this as a comedy yeah. instead of a horror movie." Yeah, PG thirteen. That's funny. Wow, <laughs> I did not. Know so that. It, there is a, there is a significant amount of blood. R is PG thirteen. I guess I didn't oh, I'm sorry. It is R. It is it's R. R. But they were going for, for NC seventeen. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, it was watch it as a comedy movie. Okay. There yeah. you go. So they didn't like, have to change any clips, pull anything. They pulled a bit of blood out of it. Because there's uh, a lot. It was, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought you were saying just watch, like, their perspective of viewing it as a comedy change the, the rating. Cause that's, yeah. That's kind of essentially, bullshit. It, it essentially <laughs> yeah. did because there's so much of a comedic yeah. element to this movie that it's enjoyable, like Sherry was saying. That yeah, and I don't know if you could, with as much meta or self-reference going on to slashers, movies, horror movies, I don't know if you could pull it off without having a little bit of tongue-in-cheek comedy. Because yeah, probably of some of the, not. Yeah. One or two of the references, I think, are almost parody. Uh, it's one especially, but without humor, I don't know that you could pull off all this uh, self, self... Yeah, I agree, because if, if you try to do it completely serious, and especially if you don't only have a few references, then it's just going to come off as like you ripped them off, like right, a knockoff, right. as yeah. opposed to yeah. trying to pay homage or something. So right. yeah. yeah, I think yeah. Matthew Lillard and Jamie Kennedy have a big... Part in that with the way they perform, yeah, yeah, yes, uh, characters, <laughs> yes, it, and 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 it is almost a homage because you know one of the characters, like I can't remember his name, uh, 
is it Randy or whatever the guy? Don't, yeah, Jamie Kennedy yeah, playing the Randy. video store guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, saying essentially it is an you know the the rules. I mean, so it essentially is a tip of the hat to everything that has come before, which I thought also was was That's fairly cool. yeah. well. I mean, and this is jumping to the very very end. But even when Matthew at the end is is dying and he's sitting there cracking jokes with him, I'm going to be such trouble and all this stuff. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm sitting there. Oh, just, yeah, yeah. I'm just sitting there laughing, and he's. My mom is going to kill me. Yeah, I was like, okay. Anyway, sorry. I know no, I jumped ahead, but no, that's fine. So, so I just yeah. thought it was. I mean, oh, yeah. especially Spoiler Matthew. Alert. Yeah, yeah, especially well. Matthew. I thought he was really funny. The again uh, throughout its history of reviews by both audience and critics, fairly fairly loved. Uh, it's neck and neck. Tomato meter for critics is seventy nine percent, three and a half stars and above for critics, and seventy nine percent for fans. Uh, three and a half stars above. So generally still very well liked this movie. Yeah. Obviously spawned a giant franchise that lasted through the nineties, the two thousands and the yeah, well, there's an, another one coming out. It yeah, just uh, came, just came out like last I year. Saw, or I this year? recent one that yeah. was yeah. that has uh 23. Nev Campbell and Courtney Cox. They brought them back. That's one. Yeah. That's about, right? the one I saw. Yeah. Yeah, I saw and, and, yeah. yeah, I was disappointed a little bit, but it was all right. Yeah. I mean. Well, after I watched this, I had to watch two, three, and four. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, we have, yeah. not bad. Three's pretty. I think one, two, and three are not bad. Uh, and then it gets into the newer generations, and that's when it kind of lost me. But as it should, I was in my 20s and 30s by then. Yeah, you're no longer the, like you were saying yeah. earlier, you're no longer the demographic. Right. Yeah, I don't think, I saw maybe, I guess with the original cast, like with Nev Campbell and stuff, mm-hmm. um, I saw, what is that, one, two, and three, and then maybe the new one? Cause I don't, yeah, I think that's what it is. Well, Were there four or five? No, there's going to be six, because there's one that's supposed to come out in 2023. It says it's an Untitled Scream sequel, Yeah, which I don't know how it's... But I then, think it was number four that I dropped out on. Nev Campbell was in four, or they made some without like her and Courtney Cox? Or am I thinking of a different series? They were all. No, they, they were all in them. Okay, I'm all thinking of different. Okay, I, then I probably saw them. We, I think we have one, three, four, right? Yeah, we had the box. We bought the box set. And I had seen them all before, but I had after watch the first one. Like I said, I had to sit and watch all of them except for the newest one, which I saw earlier this year, and I I didn't like that one. Oh, that's right. The newest one was called Scream. Yeah, it was almost like a reboot type thing. Oh, right. Twenty five years after. I guess soft that. reboot is what they call them because where it's not like a complete. Is that right? right? Soft reboot? Yeah, because it has the main so. characters in it, and then um, from the original, but then you're introducing new new people. Yeah, I saw it's something. Not a remake. I saw something that uh, David Arquette was in talks to play Dewey again. I'm like, how many times does he have to get stabbed right. in yeah. movies and be brought back? I know he's a fan favorite and he's awesome, but right. come on. Yeah. yeah, if you want him in the next one, stop stabbing him. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, right. All right, so. We break these movies down according to the Save the Cat method, which is 15 beats, and you know, we break it down. And, uh, of course, I, we, we all did that, and uh, I either forgot or was unaware because I made all my notes, did all my homework, and then I went to the, to the book only to find out that it was in the book. So I, I could have oh, totally— sweet. Yeah. So I could have totally cheated on this, but I'm kind of grateful I didn't because I want to compare how I saw it versus how— Catboy saw it because Catboy, what was his name? Blake uh, Snyder. Blake Snyder. Blake Snyder. Save the cat. Uh, very quick way to break down a story. Phil and I have used this so much for our, I guess, our own stories that we have a shorthand and we call him. I don't know who started it, but we started calling him Catboy. Yeah, because there's a picture of the, it's called Save the Cat, and there's a picture of the cat on the cover right. of the first book. Yeah, 
So, and it's not the definitive way to break down movies. No, but it's just a Wake helpful Snyder, way. Yeah, just a helpful way, a Wake way. Snyder's way, and Phil and I really like it. That's yeah. It was just very quick to get to crack get a story. Yeah, if you're yeah. having trouble writing a story, it kind of yeah. What should happen now? Yeah, what happen. should and when? And I guess one of the reasons we like it so much, Phil, is um, I guess because we found that. It you can apply it to like I guess I, I wholly agree with him. There's only like ten different genres of movies. Like all every movie ever made can can fit into one of these ten genres that he's kind of yes. come up with. Uh, and there and is and then the the beats are are, are are very universal. And there's you know people will write movies without even never even heard of Blank Snyder, and they yes. they still hit some yeah. of these beats without even realizing. There are some differing opinions. I remember like a long time ago, I found a book that was written a long time ago where the guy said there's only like 43 different stories or something. So there, there is some, but I think when you start breaking it down that fine, you are sort of overlapping and the differences are minor. Sure. So these, these 10 genres, I think are the large broad, broad categories of all stories. Like, you know, you'd be hard pressed to, I think come up yeah. with something. Oh, and this genre is—I don't think we said it. It's monster in the house is the genre, like which yes. almost every horror movie falls in. Yeah. into this. Yeah, uh, I was gonna ask. I know I don't know how deep it is, but is there a horror movie that's not monster in the house? Oh, I'd have to. Think yeah, about like it. I feel like I couldn't think of anyone. I just throwing that out there as a mind exercise for somebody because it—I spent a solid five minutes thinking about well, it. Well. Uh, for a monster in the house, he talks about a, a monster, you know, the, the bad thing, uh, the sin, which has brought on the monster. And then and it's going to be a contained, like and then a, a house, house, usually, which is a con- like a spaceship, or the, in this case, it's the town. And yeah, yeah. And, and of those three, I think the house is the most, like, obviously, it's a setting. So, yes, a house, but it, 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 the house can be anywhere. Sure, know. like Aliens was a monster in the house, yeah. and there was on a spaceship. Yeah, and the thing was on the... the yeah, uh, and the monster can be anything in terms, you know... Yeah, so it's pretty uh, broad. So generally, all horror movies are monster in the house. I think so. I mean, there might be some. Yeah, I'd have to look. It's generally um, because the evil thing or the thing that's terrorizing you... Like, trouble in our own life is usually generated... Obviously, there's a cause and effect, right? So, uh, you know, unless you want to talk about just random evil... You know the good person, and all of a sudden, I, I don't know. So, but in terms of story, yeah, I don't know. I'd have to really, yeah, maybe Kevin in the Woods. I've, I've seen it, I think once, but the, with the the way that one plays with the conventions too, like I don't know if that because they changes. had uh, people generating those. Yeah, yeah, like it probably still fits, but I was just thinking because that one's a little bit different, right? Sure. Yeah, I don't know. Mind exercise. If anybody thinks of anything, leave a comment. Yeah, somewhere. for sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but again, yeah, so Monster in the House, uh, a monster, a sin, which caused the monster, and a house. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll break this down, uh, how we saw it, and then we'll see how Blake Snyder uh, broke it down or whatever. Because I, I had trouble with this one. Um, yeah, because right off the bat, I think movies like this sort of defy... Like structure is not ne- like there should be a sign. Structure not necessary because it's basically a bunch of people running around screaming, half naked people running getting, around getting because people go to these movies to see people get stabbed. I mean, well, yeah, because it's it's primal, right? Which and and Blake Snyder talks about that, but it's I think it's primal, right? It's you know, oh shit, if some guy with a knife was chasing sure. me, what would I do? Like it, it, it you know, it yeah. evokes. You and know, so, so certain reaction the audience, the audience. that's typically, why horror works. Yeah, audiences typically are not interested in 
the character having, you know, a, a dark night where he is digging deep down and, and, and rallying. And, you know, they want to see the monster and people getting stabbed, you know, the terror, the, the, the fear. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I don't want to go down like a rabbit hole, but I feel like um, unless you're going to like a drama, right? I would say any other genre, the audience is probably not when they're going to watch a comedy, an action movie, horror movie, whatever, I don't think they're necessarily thinking, oh, I want to see this guy grow. I want to see a character right. arc. But I think everyone enjoys that. And that makes them, uh, to me, the best movies have those. Yes. Right? They, they, I mean, they enjoy them, and it hits them in the feels and all that, but they don't go into it thinking, well, I, I want the character arc. All right, right? So let me ask this question. Like, watching this movie, did you, like, okay, so you like the characters, but did you really give a shit about any of them? No. You're like, okay, I did not. No, he's no, the no. next guy going to get stabbed. How's he going to get stabbed? You know, That's the that's a perfect horror movie is yeah. uh, unknown actors, and I don't really give a shit about them. However, going back to Matthew Lillard and Jamie Kennedy, you enjoy watching every second they're on the screen yes, just yes. because they're energy. But yeah, yeah, you're like, oh, well, they're. There always has to be an anchor character. I think somebody has to be like you know, Halloween and Jamie Lee Curtis, right? So you, you know, you, you're rooting for her to stop this thing. Yeah, you don't give a. I, I, I couldn't care yeah. about any of the other characters. You know, I mean, yeah, in horror, particularly for me, like I care. I find myself I care the least amount compared to like the other genres sure. for whatever reason. Yes. Um, but like Ellen Ripley and Alien, I cared about her yes. more than I did, you know, Sidney Prescott. Um, and Jaws, I care more about Brody. Oh yeah, absolutely. I yeah, and, yeah, so, and I think those are. They're probably Pooper, you know, yeah. those have arcs, right? And they're they're have the rest of that stuff, but most horror movies don't. And I'm not like knocking them. That's just kind of the way most action movies don't have it either. You know, yeah, but yeah. Well, um I can I say this though? Um <clears throat> it's not that I cared about the character or anything, but I was totally shocked because the, to if I remember correctly, <clears throat> Drew Barrymore was one of the people they had in the trailer for the yeah. the movie and to me i was shocked i well, thought she was gonna this is uh, she was immediately this is my killed. first note they, they they pull what i call a psycho oh for yeah. sure yep. exactly what because yeah, uh, uh, janet in, lee right yeah janet lee hitchcock totally floored the audience because janet lee obviously big actress at the time right yeah uh, no, it's you get a, yeah and she dies halfway through and all of a sudden you're like what yeah, and that's how I was. I'm like, yeah. I thought she was the star of the she movie. She was in the trailer. She's on, she's the, on poster. the poster. Yep. Yep. yep, her face is the biggest on the poster. Yeah, and so I think that's that's no, very cool. That's part of the, I, especially when it came out. And I think it, as a as a study and as a homage to all that came before, I think it it still holds up because that's got to be, like, there's no way that that Wes Craven or or, or yeah. Kevin Williamson I, uh, he wrote it, but there's no way they put Drew Barrymore in the beginning like that, a major star. And kill her and not think psycho. No, that's interesting. Like, yeah. um, I just know I was thinking about it, back to our previous conversation about giving a shit, right? Like, I cared more about Drew Barrymore than I did. Well, because like, you latch on immediately. Yeah. Well, then it's like a 10, 12 minute scene, yes. too. Like, yes. and that was still, that's one of the things that held up still to this day to me. Like, when we watched it, I was like, oh, wow, this opening is still like, yes. get you. No, that's, you, you know? that's why one of my rules for a good horror movie is unknown actors. Because of you think we latched on because it's Drew Barrymore. Yeah, specifically, yeah. you have all that baggage of seeing Drew oh, yeah. Barrymore in all these different movies, and then when you see her, she's like, "Oh yeah," and then she's gone, and then you're stuck with people you don't know, you don't care about, and then you're settling That's in true. for the action. Well, I didn't think about That's that. Well, Drew true. Barrymore is a uh, fucking dead. Uh, who else do we got in this? Yeah, movie? I don't even know anybody. these people. That's interesting. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. yeah, That's yeah, what no, makes a good horror no. movie. Is I thought about that. Yeah, you're right. To anybody. Well, and it's and whether we as an audience even realize it, we. 
but you subconsciously latch on. Okay, that's the guy that is gonna be the one I need to watch, or that's the for sure. You, yeah, know, you know, you, you know. do that in every movie. That's one thing's uh, not to go down under the rabbit hole, but that's one thing I liked about Joker with Joaquin Phoenix a lot was there were none of those characters. Like you're forced to latch on to him, and right. he's you know way well, mentally disturbed. And like I really like that movie because of that because you're all right. Two hours, you're gonna spend the whole movie with this guy. Yeah, right. And 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 yeah, likability is not even a factor. Like the audience yeah. doesn't have you. You will latch on to the guy that you you start to feel is the. Yeah, either you like the most or you identify in some way. Yeah, uh, yeah. and it doesn't necessarily have to be likable, you know. Uh, okay, so that yeah, that was my first. I, I have it down as an extended prologue. Pulls the psycho in a sense that a big star you think is the actor of the film is killed. Uh, meta in the sense that it's a slasher movie talking about slasher movies. Because the whole conversation, many, many conversations in this movie make reference to slasher movies. And I think... Uh, well, she lives or lives and dies by like trivia on yes, horror play movies. Yes, play a game, yeah. movie trivia. Do you like scary movies? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So very self-referential. Now, I have that as not necessarily the opening image because with the opening image, it's usually the main character or hero. A before shot. A before of the... shot. of, And then the closing image is how they've changed at Correct. the end. And obviously Drew Marybord does not make it to the end. She so right. I, I he don't has s- no after, after shot. <laughs> right. I don't see that as an opening image. Agreed. Uh, Blake Snyder has that as his opening image. A ringing phone, an isolated house. He says, a buxom Drew Barrymore, which is absolutely true. Like this, He says, like the starting point of many a teen horror movie, uh, this image is ripe with cliches, but I don't think that qualifies as an opening image. Opening image of the film, sure, but every movie has an opening image. Yeah, I mean, this is his rules scene. and his stuff, and I hate to disagree with them, but, uh, you know, I do. I, I'm with you, Phil. Yeah. Like, it should be Nev... If Nev Campbell's the main star, yes, it's her I, opening image. So I, I I see that as an extended prologue to set up the tone. Yep. Maybe call it... Because the, the, the murder is referenced later when they're sitting around talking. So I think it's set up, but I don't think it's an opening image. Uh, I have as the opening image... Uh, it's a similar situation. Sydney alone, boyfriend Billy... Sneaks into the room. Dad investigates. I could have sworn I could have, I could have sworn I heard screaming. Uh, they'll even say "scream" or "screaming" several times throughout the movie. So oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't catch um, that. Yeah. At the end, uh, Stu says, "It's a scream, baby." When he reveals mm-hmm. his dad, you know, the kidnapped father or whatever. So, so this I think is her opening image. She's she is innocent. Uh, she hasn't had sex with Billy yeah, yet. Yeah, wanting to maintain a, a PG relationship, and yes. he's wanting to take it to R. Right. Which I thought was cool. I like the. Uh, the the use of the, the language in the movie ratings. Yeah, well, he there. says, girls with morals and standards on top of the clothes stuff, your underwear rule, you know. And 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 later we'll learn that that is one of the that's rules, the rules of, of horror movies, you know, no sex. And yeah, have sex, you die. Right. Right. And so he is trying to have, you know, sex with her. And I, if you haven't seen it by now, spoiler, I mean, he is one of the killers, right? So... He is trying, we'll get to this, but I think he is trying to have sex with her so that he can then kill her, right? Like, I think that's part of his. Possibly. Well, I mean, yeah, because I mean, to, I hadn't thought about it, but like, why wouldn't he just kill her before then if it's not, you know, like. Yes, well. The, the, that's not the goal, then you kill her before, right? So, right, so, so that was the thing. When I, I couldn't, thought about that. When I couldn't figure out a structure for this movie from Nev Campbell's point of view, who, who is held out as the main hero character or whatever. I started, I said, okay, well, what if this was Billy's story? And and then it sort of lines up like Billy's story is much more structured mm-hmm. than than any other story in this movie because it and it starts his motivation and his yes, and it starts there. way before yeah. the movie begins. His catalyst, yep, 
Okay, his setup is he's got a good family. His catalyst is Sidney's mother sleeps with his dad and his mother leaves and he feels abandoned. And his break into two is he kills Sidney's mother. Well, that all happens off screen. Mm-hmm. So by the time we see Billy, he's already into his fun and games. He's whacking people, man, you know. Yeah, right. So his yeah. story, and, and and I thought that could work. Which I guess that's true for every serial killer, right? I mean, that you just said, like, they're, yeah. they're, they're always into the fun and games. Well, right. And, and a good writer, like, okay, so every, every character is the hero of their own story. The villain is the hero of his own story. Correct. But we are going along with the good guy, right, you know, most of the time. But, but he saved it, the cat or whatever he did. Yeah. yeah. So if, uh, if the character is well written, he's going to have all his beats too. And I think, I think he yeah. does. Some of them, and I think his story is actually more solid than any other character in the movie because everybody mm-hmm. else is basically running around screaming and you know, <laughs> scream, whatever. So uh, <laughs> anyway, so yeah. Around so screaming in a movie called Scream. Ridiculous. Just absolutely crazy. So, so yeah, so I think... Catboy goes off rails a little bit with this opening image because it, it doesn't, I don't, we'll get to see what his closing image is because it, it has to be something else. Yes. Well, along with his opening image of that with Drew Barrymore, can I just say, who has open windows like that where you can see inside the house? That that always creeps me out. Yeah. You know, that, okay, yeah, she's on the phone and he's like. on the patio? Like, yeah, yeah, where you can see yeah, out in the patio, see, like there's like wall yeah. to uh, floor to ceiling windows. Yeah, yeah. it's like, um, about it, well, yeah. it's, it's, yeah, okay, the guy the the, uh, by the pool, right? I mean, that's why they're there, right? I mean, it's realistic. I mean, is that what you're gonna say? Like, well, I, th- I think, uh, yes, I, I would, uh, so we can see the boyfriend tied up in the chair by the sure, pool. and and it's why cops and firemen in TV shows don't wear helmets when they're storming a building because you can't see the star's face. Yeah. Right, so at this point, it's for camera shots. You know, these yeah, long but, shots through windows and. Okay, I know, I can understand. I grew up out in in the country, and I guess you feel like in the country you don't have to worry about people looking in. But the very fact that he says that he's watching sure. her, yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. sitting there going, well, "Your windows are wide open." Right. So right. I don't know. I just wanted to make that note. No, I hadn't thought about it. But that's good. yeah. Like I don't like the the blinds being open at night. No, because you know, if the lights are on and it's dark outside, you can see into the house very easily. Not not that I'm worried someone's going to come get me. It just mentally messes with me. So like as it gets dark, I close well, the blinds. Yeah. Yes, because it's like you can't see outside when it's dark out there, and yeah. the they can are, see yeah. in because you have lights on. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. And I'm a curmudgeon. I I close all the windows, and lock all the doors. I yeah, hide in my right. cave. Right. <laughs> I just wanted to make that. Yeah. No. Um. And I think I, I I'm sort of glancing at his at his nose here. I think Snyder holds this up as a monster in the house example, maybe because it was so popular, probably around the time he was writing this book. But I think he is having to reach a little bit too to structure sure. this because I don't think it is well structured in terms of uh, the beats or whatever. All right. So any any other thoughts on opening image? I think it does set a good tone with that extended prologue, but I don't think it serves as an opening image of a, of a before picture of the hero, which I think is at this point. Yeah, it's point. opening image, obviously, for the movie, but in the, the town and kind of was set up on what's going on, but not, not for her. Not for her, yeah. Yeah, her. Her opening image is, is innocent virgin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to By the end, she will not be that. Anyway. The setup, murder in a small town, Woodsboro, California. Casey and Steve, I guess were the two. Casey was Drew Barrymore and Steve was the boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, uh, hit the movie. Uh, splatter movie killed. Even worse then. And then, you know, so there's this, there is reference to the backstory uh, sort of held up as mystery, and, and we find out a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Uh, high school kids, uh, you know, obviously you're going to have your, your standard stock characters, which are always high school kids in this kind of stuff. 
uh, Sydney, the daughter of. So there's all these veiled references to something in the past uh, that this is similar to. Yeah, that's one of the things that bothered me because the the police were interrogating, would they say, students, teachers, and janitors, Yeah, which was a throwback (laughs) to, I think, Nightmare on Elm Street. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Yeah, because yeah, Wes Craven is the does a cameo as the janitor, but he looks like Freddy, but he looks like Freddie. And he's called Freddie. And he's called Freddie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I so, thought that at yeah. that point I was like, okay. So the janitor who looks like that and dressed like obviously that. they're interviewing the janitor. Right. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> right, right. Uh, and the guy that, you know, gave him the job, like, what are you doing? Right. And then they and then they say that the, you know, Sidney Prescott, daughter of it's like, okay, but everybody in that room knows what the hell happened right. one year ago with her mom. Yes. yes. So that was just exposition that... Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, for the audience, but the characters knew. Yeah, I hate when the, that happens. I, I mean, yeah. it happens in movies, but yeah, try to. it always bugs you. Yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, there was one murder You're only in saying the town. that for yeah. my benefit as the audience. You exactly. fucking guys wouldn't even be having this conversation, or you would have a completely different type of conversation. Exactly. Because you all know the information. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's frustrating. Okay. Yeah, so... Um, there's going to be lots of red herrings in this movie, you know, false leads. Which, when it first came out, and you did, and I didn't know, I, I was, I was totally on board with that. You know, yeah. uh, I thought that was done very well. Uh, I wrote my, my my note here is the principal seems touchy. There is this scene with uh, uh, the principal Henry, Henry, Henry Winkler. Winkler. Henry Winkler. Yeah, I couldn't think of his name for where he where he sort of he's talking to one of the girls and he sort of touches her and I thought okay that's uh, he's a little creepy there and so you but I I feel like that was done. To sort of, because you're going to get a lot of misdirection, and I think that's a misdirection. Yeah. To think, okay, well, this is this the guy? Is this yeah, the, even when he was threatening the students a little bit later, who were running through the halls with the masks yeah, on? Yeah. He was threatening them with scissors. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yes. Yeah, yeah, so I actually over, have that as a note also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The principal a, with the scissors, red herring. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, uh, which I which I thought was done well. Now it works one time, second viewing, but. Uh, but I, but I thought, but when it first came out, I think that was the appeal. It, everybody was like, "Oh, you got to see this," you know. And I thought it was done well, the misdirection. I just thought if the Fonz, you know, became a, a principal later in life, he could do what he wanted, you know. Sure. Well, I mean, even to the point you're talking about misdirection, when they're in the the bathroom and you see the shoes come down. Yeah. Well, then later on, Dewey's talking to the police or sheriff, whoever yeah, he's it is. Shoes. He's got the same. Yeah. They start off the shot with his shoes. I was thinking at the end of the movie, because I've seen this movie 20 plus times. I was like, man, there must be a store around there that specializes in those boots. Yeah. And everybody <laughs> has those boots. My, one of my notes is uh, uh, sheriff has same boots as Ghostface, red hair. You know, so yeah. Uh, nice. Yes. Very, a lot of, like, like you said, there's, this is all intentional. They, Billy, Billy, Sydney, Stu, Tatum, and Randy are discussing the murders. Sydney's mother is absent. Uh, the setup mystery is deja vu all over again. So there's murders a, absent, father's absent. I, I, I have Sydney's mother is absent. The setup mystery, okay. uh, like well, the mother's yeah, we, dead. dead. The father, right, right. But we don't know. I don't know. I don't think we know that at that point, right? Oh, okay, all right. I was just making sure that yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, because the father they, they does keep, go absent later on. Yes, so, but yeah. they keep referencing... Oh, that's right. Yeah, they keep referencing something with the mother, the mother. but you don't know that it's yeah. murder. Right. Oh, right yeah, yeah, yeah. We've seen, seen it so many, so many times. times. Yeah, I didn't catch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. I'd forgotten that's how it was Good the catch. first time. Yeah. Yes. All right. Uh, this is still set up. Um, with her dad out of town, Sydney makes arrangements for Tatum to stay with her for the weekend. All right, and then, and then reporter Gail Weathers shows up, and she gives us this info dump, which is not done terribly. I mean, it wasn't a bad way to do it. Uh, gives us backstory on Sydney and her mother with cotton and all of that. Did you notice who another one of the reporters was? Mm-mm. 
Yeah, I did. I, this is Linda too. Blair. Oh, no, I did not notice that. I thought you were talking yeah. about the other one. Linda Blair from like Terminator or something? From, no, no, from The Exorcist. From, uh, Exorcist. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. What? Oh, wasn't she in? Who was? You're thinking maybe Linda Hamilton? Linda maybe? Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Linda Blair yeah, was I one. found that out last night upon my last viewing of this. <laughs> my girlfriend was like, oh, that's that's her. I'm like, huh? Yeah, I, I found it out because uh, yeah. Catboy talks about it in his beats. Like once I read the his beats after after watching the movie, I realized, oh shit, I completely missed her. Yeah, I did not. I I, I just had to throw that in because she was one of the first reporters I think that showed up. But her, uh, what I thought you were going to say, Sherry, is the the cameraman that's with Gail, the mm-hmm. the guy. Yeah, he's um, I don't remember his name, but he was he's been in a lot of stuff with him, the elephant. He was the and justified. He was the. I knew he looked. He was the, the, Earl the guy that takes him. Uh, takes the kind of the office hostage and oh, and he kept keeps calling Raylan shooter and Raylan ends up getting him some uh, spicy chicken oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I, I meant to look him up because yeah, I, I was like he looks yeah. so they familiar. were in Deadwood together and they're also in uh, Mandalorian together as well I remember uh, oh 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 yeah. yes okay okay yeah. I I, I was thinking of the shooter. reporter in the second the shooter? one for, yeah because I'm like yeah but the one a, who gets his a, throat yeah yeah in the van yes, yes. he gets killed in the van because yes. like later on it's a black guy right and I'm, I'm sitting here thinking the black guy but that's not no the, that's in the, yeah. uh, the that's second one yeah. yeah 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 no i know who you're talking about yes. he was in something about mary as the brother yes. Thank that's you. where yeah. i remember the beans right okay yeah nice i forgot that was him yeah very good very good character actor yeah you know i like he's in i looked up his name and i did not i apologize yeah, no, no, that's fine. Uh, Sydney's mother was found raped and murdered just one year ago. Cotton revealed as the killer based on te- testimony from Sydney. Uh, Gail Weathers has a theory that Sydney got it wrong. Um, this is what I have as a setup. Uh, and then I, I have a catalyst. This is what Catboy has as, as a setup. Uh, the sin that Drew commits uh, is dying, is denying she has a boyfriend so she can flirt with her mystery caller. That's the sin of this movie, apparently. The punishment is death. Both her jock boyfriend and Drew are sliced up and left for dead. Drew's parents find her. This 12-minute sequence and the table for what fo- set the table for what follows. We meet Sydney, who's a virgin, Nev Campbell. Uh, her single dad is getting the murder of Sydney's mom over one year ago. She's getting over it. She's joined by Billy, uh, the killer. But for now, he's just James Dean-like boyfriend who wants to take the relationship to PG Nutter. So I don't know that that's... Okay, because the sin is not Drew Barrymore flirting with. That's not the cause of right, of the right. monster. So, Catboy, I think, must have had a late press date for this book and was rushing because I don't. I I totally disagree with that. Yeah, it seems like the sin, the ultimate sin, was just sex originally with Billy's well, mother. Yeah, and that's what I was gonna say. The, I mean, the being flirting, pretending you don't have a boyfriend, or or denying you have a boyfriend so you can flirt with somebody else. I mean, that's all. Flirting, you know, yeah. can lead to sex, right? So I guess I've, I feel like maybe that's what he's getting at. Like, because all these, you know, like we talk about the teen horror movies, once you have sex, you die. Right. So, um, well, yeah. And even the the backstory with Billy, right, about his, it was an affair thing, right? Yes. And so, I mean, yeah, no, the, the, and he the, was abandoned where Sydney was not abandoned and raised by, you know. Yeah, so the, the, the sin brings the monster, and the sin that brought this monster was adultery, and, and yeah. the breakup, you know, home record. So lying and, about a boyfriend so you can flirt with somebody else, that that's under the same umbrella as, as adultery, I think is what he's maybe getting at. You know what I mean? Again, it, it's the wrong character. It's a symptom. It's, yeah, yeah. It's not, it's a it's symptom not of the story. It's, it's, yeah, but, I mean, that's fine. I think the killer calling... But you've got to mention... Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, to me, the chaos I have is the killer calling uh, Sydney. 
Yeah, like, I think that's right. yeah. when the, yeah. That's exactly what I have. Catalyst, yeah. Ghostface called Sydney. Sydney attacked. And the whole Billy reason, and it's Billy calling her, right? Because of the backstory. Yes. Yeah. So that. Makes yes, sense. and so she doesn't know what's going on at the time, but. Yeah. So the whole reason she's targeted. This is why Billy has the stronger story. He's got this plan and he's putting it in motion, right? Right. He's crossed into the second act. So when we meet Billy, he's in his second act. Yeah. Right. And and Nev, the hero, is is a fun and game at this point. Um, but most, like I said, basically the first act of his story takes place off camera. You know, mm-hmm. if you, in terms of the structure or whatever. Yeah. His his first act was one year ago. Yeah. Essentially. Absolutely. Yeah. So, anyway. Well, no, because. It, it, it comes out that Billy killed Sydney's mother, right? Yes, Frames Cotton, like, Cotton is Cotton innocent. Yes. So that happened a year ago. So his plan has been in place over a year. Yeah, it's the anniversary of the mother's death. So yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, and that was yeah, one of the like things. his breaking two is probably killing her, right? Killing the mom, like the callous was yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, adultery yes. and, and being abandoned. His breaking or whatever, the two is I'm, then, d- I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna right. kill the mother, and and, then, and 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 I guess that didn't solve his angst, right? right? Yeah, well, it's just like Batman for some reason, you know, solves, solves a crime or stops crime. Like, that's it's not over. Like, he keeps going. And yes. his funny games is stopping all the, the crimes. Yes, so, yeah, Nev is still, still walking around. And, I mean, so so he's her, her boyfriend, not out of any kind of devotion, but as uh, maneuvering her into position to... Right. Yeah, to toy with her and mess with her. And, right. Yeah. So Catboy has the catalyst. Uh, Nev and Pal, they're the learn of the murder the night before, and... Uh, Gail Weathers is on hand, Deputy Dewey. The school is shocked by Drew. So I guess he has the death as the catalyst, uh, which I guess I could see. But is in terms of Nev's story, if she's the hero, it's got to be... Because at this point, someone's been murdered, okay? But that doesn't necessarily mean that all their lives are in danger. Yeah, like if it was her best friend or something, then maybe that's different. My best... Because the catalyst is typically something happens to the hero, something's taken from the hero. Yes. yeah. Well, it was, here, the phone calls what happens. Like the, the yeah, person she's attacked, getting killed yeah. is not her friend. If it had been the now Rose McGowan's yeah. character, well, then she, she arrives to the school, finds out about the murders. She was uh, Drew Barrymore's character. Casey, Casey. was Sydney's uh, classmate. They sat right next to yeah. each other. Okay. So that does mess with her. Uh, yeah, okay. Casey, I forgot that. Casey was the ex girlfriend of oh, like, Stu's character. Oh really? Yeah. yeah no, oh yeah. yeah when they're by the fountain, up. they're talking about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't you date her? A uh, yeah for like a minute. Okay, yeah, yeah. And if I was, what's her name? Rose McGowan's character. I don't know her name. Tatum. Tatum. Yes. If I was Tatum, I'd have been like, wait a minute. My boyfriend's ex girlfriend just got brutally murdered. Yeah. Uh. Well, yeah. You know. Right. Alarm bell, maybe one or two. Sure. Except that you know her job is to wear that tight half shirt. <laughs> You know that she does. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah. having such a crush on her when I was. No, no, she's. Uh, the, and now I look at. I mean, beautiful woman, just not my style now. Well, uh, <laughs> this is not that kind of podcast where I'd say a lot more. You know. Right. <laughs> yeah, the buxom blonde that yeah, yeah, yeah. fought her for stabbing. <sighs> yes. Okay. All right, uh, so I did forget some of that, but still, like, we didn't see that right part of the setup, and like, if this was going to be. The setup would need to be how, show how close good friends they were, show them sitting next to next sure. to each other, right? Which ruins the whole the the brilliant prologue, but um, or have have put Nev in the prologue and she runs away or some shit, you know what I mean? Right, and escapes. Right, right. So yeah, I mean, I think the phone call is more powerful than the yeah. She was in yeah. a classmate, you know? yeah, because she goes home after that day of school, goes home, and then that's when she gets the actual the phone, phone call. call. Yeah, yeah. So the so there is 
a debate, like is Billy, uh, who is the killer, you know, horror movies. So there is a, a debate section. He's got all kinds of things. I, the video store clerk and all of them. So I think he, he gets that, you know, obviously because they are sitting around debating things or whatever. Anyway, so I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, I guess give him a check. I had out. part of the debate is like, you know, who could she trust? Who is the actual killer? And then it starts to come, you know, she starts like, is, is Cotton innocent actually right like yes. is it is, who is the is, real killer you know? of her mom yeah yeah is her is her mom's killer still out there right yeah because at some point she'll that. start to doubt yeah i think yeah you saw someone leaving that with cotton's coat and planted it and yeah there's a lot of doubt placed in her mind so it's yeah the, the real killer is still out there yeah we already talked about the principal with the scissors there's a scene so there, like i said there's a lot of red herrings billy is arrested he shows up uh, and they and uh, Dewey finds the suit, and uh, Billy is is taken in for questioning and eventually arrested. Yeah, because that's the initial phone call where Sydney finally talks to the killer. Yes, yes, and busts out of the closet. Well, can you see me? What am I doing? She's picking her nose. Yeah, yeah, right, She's right. doubting that it's not just it's just a prank yes. and all that. Yeah, she thinks it's Jamie Kennedy or whatever. Randy. Yeah, Randy. Randy. Yes. Like, you gave yourself away. Blah blah blah. And then the killer. Busts out of the closet, chases her around. Yes, disappears, and then we have and Billy he shows up, you know, and Dewey with the costume. Yeah, and so Billy's arrested, and this will cause Nev to debate. You know, Billy. She at this point she's made her decision. Billy is the killer, but while Billy's in jail, the killer calls somebody. Right? Uh, calls Tatum's house. Calls Tatum's house. Okay. After the after Sydney punches Gail. Boom. Oh, yeah, yeah, Bitch yeah. went down. <laughs> I'll send you a copy. Boom. Yes. Super bitch. Here's where we see, like I said, I have an almost parody. We see Jenner named Fred dressed like Freddy Krueger. I didn't know I didn't know that was Wes Craven or whatever. Yeah. Uh, now, we were initially led to believe that the principal might possibly could be the guy, but that is quickly taken off the table as the principal is killed. Uh, well, they called into, uh, after all the the pranks and everything and Sydney's chased out of the bathroom. Yes. They called, uh, not quarantine, but, uh, curfew, curfew. Yeah. They called curfew. So everybody's gone home. The principal's there alone. Yeah. And gets a knocks on the door and sees his janitor, Fred mopping. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, more debate is to the killer. Randy is, uh, Randy uh, is convinced as Billy. He actually has it right. You yeah. know, well, <laughs> but he, yeah. he he has it right because he's jealous of Randy and Nev, right? Like he doesn't he have a thing for? Oh yeah, for Sydney, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Sydney, yeah. yeah, right. So he, I think he hates Billy not because he thinks he's he wants him to be the killer to get him out of the picture. I think <laughs> uh, repeatedly the father is held out as a suspect because they cannot locate him and eventually find that he is not where he said he was going to be, and we will find out later why or whatever. Uh, again, we see the sheriff has the same boots as Ghostface that we saw in the bathroom. Uh, there are some references here to other movies, Prom Night and The Town That Dreaded Sundown, which right. I have not seen. Uh, but they, they, they make reference to both of those. Uh, and that is what I have as the first act, and, and very tentatively so, because like I said, I could not necessarily nail down hard beats. He has... Uh, he says, at the 25-minute mark, the mysterious caller wakes Nev, drawing her into an upside-down world of Act 2. That's his breaking in, too? Yeah. Um, 
Nev does what she says only dumb girls in these movies do, run up the stairs instead of sprinting out the front door. Nev is saved by Skeet, who props, pops open her window, claiming he heard the ruckus. Uh, never fear, uh, Deputy Dewey arrives to arrest him. So that, that's the break now, into two. And I, Dewey arrest him based off, like, ev- I'm trying to remember, evidence that he found because he found the stuff? Or was it, like, did Sydney go, no, 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 you need to arrest him? Like, did she push for Skeet to be arrested? I think she she suspects strongly, and she dro- he drops his cell phone, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah yes, yeah. because later that's we, how the phone calls are being made." Yeah, yes, but later we find out that the call the phone is traced to her father. Well, it's, they do they they copied it's we, not oh, his okay. fa- his phone, but they copied it somehow. Um, but apparently back then, uh, did a lot of people not carry cell phones? Probably because you know, was, they call it a they, cellular phone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. always so, a big tell. Yeah. yeah, and and because the sheriff says, "Why do you have a phone on you?" Yeah, and of course nowadays it's like, "Why Who, do you well, not have a phone?" Yeah, on all you? these kids would not be debating the killer; they'd all be sure. No, be Googling completely different. Yeah, when Stacey and I were watching it, like I thought she had like ruined the whole thing because we couldn't remember. And so, like as before, like the phone falls out. Like when I think when the killer was chasing into the house, Stacey's like, "Wait." How's this guy calling her? Because he's got all these up to this point. All the calls are on a landline, right? Yeah. And we're like, okay, well, they had two lines in the house, and that means the guy would have to be in the house. I was like, shit, did you just ruin Scream? And they made five of these freaking things. Mm-hmm. It was just we literally couldn't remember. And then when he Stu shows up and uh, the phone falls out, I'm like, because I was thinking because there had been no cell phones in the movie up to this point. So yeah. I was like, was this before cell phones? And oh then yeah. The cell phone falls out. I'm like, oh okay, cool. All right, Whew, yeah. That's your ruined Scream. Which was going to be hilarious to me. God, but. I, I still have to recall that I'm remembering this movie after years and years, years of, of watching it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Years and years and years and watching it. 20 plus years of multiple viewings. Yeah. I, yeah, I never thought, thought that, about that. Oh, yeah. Cell phones. They weren't <laughs> a thing. Well, <laughs> right. Cell phones really made it hard on writers because so many problems can be solved by just with, with a fucking cell phone. So you yeah. always, like in these movies, you always have to, exp- there's always an obligatory scene now yeah. where why the cell phone, I get no bars. It's always, I got no bars. Okay. Yeah, you have to have that so that they couldn't get out of it Yeah, because easily. if not, you yeah. will solve this in five minutes, right? Just like uh, Throw Mama from the Train, he keeps calling from a um, a, a phone booth. No, Danny, and, yeah, the yeah, Danny DeVito of- keeps calling from phone booths, and I'm like, oh, they're not there anymore, so. Yeah. yeah. But, uh yeah. It, Right, but yeah, when you he he did say cellular, and I I kind of giggled every time they would say cellular phone. Well, now I, I think like, I always just say smartphone. I don't even know. Yeah. Like, nobody says cellular. Maybe they'll say cell phone, but it's just where's well, my I phone? Say cell phone. Yeah, now it's just where's, just my, where's my, phone? my phone. I don't even yeah. know that. I I, I mean yeah, because I don't even think we we don't even have our landline hooked up, do we? We have. I know I We do. have our phones yeah, hooked up, but not to even, the landline no, no, itself. It's, no, don't yes. have a landline, don't have a phone. Yeah, it's all something. Yeah, phone. I mean. We do have a home phone, but it's through the it's computer. It's Magic Jack. It's a yeah. portable. It rings to my cell phone. Yeah. I, right. It's, anyway. Uh, we'll be in the living room and text Lath on his phone, who's in his bedroom. It's, it's, you know, it's, oh, it's oh, ridiculous. We, oh, yeah, yeah, we do that all the time. I'm in here texting him. Well, who wants to shout across the room? <laughs> That's just rude. And it was all of that to say that I guess the, his breaking into is even weird too. And I hate to, to yeah. bash on Catboy, but because the breaking into is the character deciding something after the debate. Yes. Something happens. You debate about what am I going to do about it? And you make a decision to do it. Yes. Her getting a phone call, that's something happening to her. That's passive. That's not her taking action. Yes, she's got to run and shit, but like that's still, that's reacting to what happens. Yes. Like that's what I was thinking. And if she made the decision, oh shit, I think my boyfriend's a killer arrest him then the, at least that's some sort of yeah well that was my thing i don't think 
I don't think there's really a proactive character. Right. They're all just so they're reacting. running around all, and screaming. Right. And it's all react, 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 which a, a strong character at some point has to turn the tables or start to... Right. And I don't know that that ever really happens. And in, in slasher movies, that's not necessarily a, a prerequisite. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah, then uh, you have to make it... I mean, yeah. Until the very end. You until, the, you know... Make the main character makes a decision to act twice in a real, real in a well structured movie, then the break into two, and then the break into three. Yeah, right, right, uh, yes. Um, so I have the break into two as preparations are made to protect themselves. So they're all getting together, having a party. Tatum is going to stay with Nev, right? So protect themselves by getting drunk. Yeah, to stay you together, don't see them fortifying together. the house or anything. Yeah. Oh, just staying together. Okay. Yeah, uh, I was like fortifying the house would be one thing. Yeah, because right? because. Uh, is and it, I guess Randy gives them the, the 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 breakdown. I don't know that anyone takes it seriously, but he gives them the the rules. Yeah, no, right? they're watching a horror movie and he's giving a class, right? Yeah, yeah. And and they're watching all the Jamie Lee Curtis movies. Yeah, yeah. Minus uh, trading places where she finally goes topless. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. the whole conversation. Is why do all Thank these you. have Jamie Lee Curtis? I, I she's forget, the yeah, scream right. queen. Yeah, 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 yeah. right. That's uh, funny. Yeah. So. Um, Still doing it, actually. Yeah. Oh yeah, Halloween Kills you know, just yeah, came no, out. I need to at some point. I mean, ends. Excuse me. Think uh, Halloween, Halloween ends. ends. Yeah, uh, Halloween, Halloween Kills, and Halloween Ends are the new ones with her. But let's yeah. just say this is not a podcast where we should review that. <laughs> Damn. All right. Damn. Uh, you don't know, man. We may decide to do like a bit where like all four of us pick like the worst movie we've ever seen, and you well, can pick how that could one. all of us pick Bird Demick? Oh my God. That's true. Uh, yeah. 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 Sorry. Uh, no sex, no drugs, and no I'll be right back. Sydney and Tatum stay together. Randy teaches the rules. So this is what I'm having as, as a break into two of sorts because, like I said... That's so late. Right, right. I, um, and then the fun and games. Tatum is killed. Billy arrives late to the party. Uh, Sydney and Bill... Sydney and Billy talk. Sydney... Again, a self-reference. This isn't a movie, Billy. This is all one great big movie, Billy says to Sydney. You know, so... Uh, in his mind, although that probably works, right? Because yeah. you know he's instituting his plan. He probably sees it as one big revenge drama. You know, right? Even just yeah, you, we're all like we were talking about earlier. He's the hero of his own story, and so yeah, he's in his you know funny yeah. games or whatever at this point. Uh, I didn't ever, I didn't pick a B story necessarily. He uh, he has the love story concerns Nev and her dead mom, and is spurred on by Courtney. Uh, I guess uh, Gail, as the current murder and her mom's entwine, Nev will learn about mom and herself. I guess I can buy that last part because Nev does undergo some kind of change from seeing how, thinking her mom was perfect to realizing, because when Billy says, you know, your mom spread her shit all over town, she's not buying that. Well, Tatum tried to tell her that there on the porch after school one day of, uh, you know, you can only hear a rumor so much before you start thinking yeah, it's yeah, true. Yeah. And, you know, did you ever really think maybe your mom yeah. was unhappy and your dad's gone all the time? So, yeah, Sydney thought her mom was... Perfect. Hung the moon, yeah. Right, so... All right. So if you wanted to... And I didn't think of that till just now that you're saying it, James. Uh, you could structure the story as a transformation from a daughter's awakening to... Uh, the reality of of her mom, you know, going from naivete to awareness that people will disappoint you and aren't always as, you know, sure, and you know, 
and now, was that the intention of West, of West Craven? And uh, no, I think they wanted a knife and blood. If they did, it's weak. Weak yeah, as right. hell. Uh, that was the. I mean, they put that in there, so I'm sure that's kind of their thoughts. Yeah. but it was. It's just weak. The yeah. other, the other one that that bugged me was after. Uh, Skeet, uh, Billy gets out of jail. Yeah, and you know he's got the fingerprints and all that. No, it couldn't have been me. And blah blah blah. He literally tells her, "Your mom died a year ago. Maybe it's time for you to get over." Yeah. It. I'm like, yeah, I would have yeah. told him dead. Well, she she, she sort of it. she sort of react. I can't remember what she said, but she reacts, doesn't she? Doesn't she? A little bit. You know, I can't believe I you'd remember. be telling me. That. I'd be like, dude, if anybody told you, you know, that. she punched Gail. I, I think I'm thinking Billy's getting punched at that point. Yeah, the killer him Bam, being killer or not, goes that down. relationship's yeah. over. And then when yeah. the, he shows up at the party later, yeah, I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> like, I told you to kick bricks. Right, that well, relationship would have been over. Yeah. She should have stood her ground. But I think, like you were saying, the naivete is. Yeah. You, well, she wants. There is, I think, some of the peer pressure and wanting to. You know, be accept. You know, yeah. be accepted by Billy. Uh, I, I don't. Sure. Know. Yeah, the, the typical and, and, teenager stuff. You know what? You don't drink. What? You're not having sex yet. You're still a virgin. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, and so she is invested in the relationship. Clearly, well, not clearly. We we don't know he's the killer right off, but like she wants to be in love with Billy, and Billy, we find out. Yeah, I guess has that no all, feelings whatsoever. She, he is. I guess it all falls. I just thought about it. It falls all under this umbrella of how naive she is, right? She doesn't want to admit that her mom, you know, could have had, you know, yeah, you know, adultery. She doesn't want to admit that her boyfriend could be this killer, and right? I mean, it's all. Yeah. You know, she's like arrest him. She's yeah, very wish washy, and then yeah. takes him back, back it, on it, changes her mind so much. She she does end up having sex right. With him. Uh, yes. Yes. Um, yeah. More fun and games, Stu and Billy, killer number one and two. Uh, Stu does not care about, like, they, at some point when Tatum is killed, someone says, well, I haven't seen Tatum in a while, you know, and Stu just doesn't care. Oh, she's, he says some off the... Oh, she's mad at me. She probably took yeah. her off. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so do we think Billy killed Tatum? And, like, I mean, so maybe... He, yeah. I was just talking about this. So, yeah, so then Stu, like, does, I mean, if he did care, right, even though he's a psychopath, yeah. like... Did he really want to go out to the girl? Like he knew what happened to her. They were in this together, so maybe he's avoiding the garage for a reason. He didn't want to go out there and see his, his girlfriend dead. You know? I've, yeah, maybe he knew Billy. Uh, I've watched this movie so many times, and I can probably break down which is it Stu, Stu oh, or nice. Billy? Yeah, because I was wondering. Nice, very cool. Which one? Uh, the only one that I can't pinpoint is the bathroom scene when uh, Sydney's chased out of the bathroom in the high school. Yes, I think that's just a prank. I think that's neither so, yeah. Stu okay. or Who Billy. killed Drew at the beginning? The, so they were both there. Oh, nice. Stu okay. and Billy are both there in most of these occurrences. Okay, all right. Uh, I think they, they were have... corralling her. Yeah, I would yeah, think they'd almost... Yeah, the one little, that actually that stabbed her was Billy, but they both hung her up in the tree. Nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, in that the very sense. next scene, when they're, the kids are all at the fountain talking slice and dice yeah. and all that, and he's talking about, oh, it's easy. You just stick it in because he had just done it. Okay, because yeah, nice. I was wondering, like, who, which, cold. who, yeah. who, what's, what's the body count for Stu and Billy? You know what? The, are, the telltale signs are: Billy tends to choke his victims and use one hand. Yeah. Stu tends to go with the double really? over the head stabs. Wow. That's like the that's. Oh, that's cool. I have to go back and watch that. that I see. That's and, good. Yeah, stuff uh, like that. So, uh, but to go back, uh, since I'm just ruining it for everybody anyway, uh, <laughs> when Billy first arrives at the house after Drew Barrymore's murder, Billy first arrives, Stu is there kidnapping the father. They're both there at the house at the same time. Oh, yeah. 
Then he goes to Tatum's house. Billy okay. shows up in her window, yada, yada, yada. Okay, when, all right. When Billy is arrested, when Dewey gets catches him, Matthew Lillard was the one hiding in the closet. Billy calls. Billy's usually the one on the phone. Stu's usually the one gotcha. in disguise. Yeah, but yeah, so when Billy's arrested, though, some the killer calls. So that's... That's that's Stu, Stu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. calling yeah. Yeah, at that time. But also, Billy, I guess, because right after they have sex, then she, I guess, kind of, if you could have an all is lost moment for, sure. for Nev, it's when she realizes he used his one phone call in prison to call her, right? Yeah, he, he has something. Remember that, has, right? Yeah, see, she questions that, and he, and he has something to say about that. Uh, he called his father. Wouldn't answer or something. Yeah, which is bullshit, answer. though, right? Because he used that to make one of the calls. He probably called Stu and said, Stu, call her. Yeah, because yeah, he didn't have the equipment to do yeah. the yeah to make the, the my, voice. My thing. Yeah, yeah, because uh, he yeah, because at that point that's what she figures out though, right? Yeah, I yeah. Think so okay, I think, yeah. I think so. Billy has sex with Sydney, breaking the first rule. So now Sydney has is not has lost a layer of protection, so to speak. This is what I'm talking about. Like, like why didn't he kill her? I think I don't know that he's obeying the rules, but I think he wants to break her down piece by piece and you know have sex with her and kill her. You know, sure. Well, and I, I mean, I think I mean, about, but if we're, if we're all under the, the revenge for the, the way her mom was and committing adultery, um, well, I guess it's not adultery. Never mind. I was going to say she's pure, I guess, right? But yeah. it's not adultery. She's sleeping with her boyfriend. But Yeah, right. You know. No, but I, uh, I think Billy is that sadistic in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's, yeah, I don't know. Maybe like he, all, he sex wants to him, all sex to him is, is, yeah, it's, is it's, not uh, good. Yeah, yeah he's, it's... Uh, he wants to just destroy. He doesn't want to just kill her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because this is his issue. This is like this abandonment. His mother. I mean, I think he's got the strongest motivation. I think he's got the strongest story. You know. Um, yeah. Anyway, Randy is left alone. Okay, all the everybody they get the the news that the principal's body has been found on the goalpost or something. Everybody leaves, and Randy is left alone. Has all rushed out to the scene where the principal's body has been found. Yeah, Randy's talking to the TV. He's right behind you, Jamie. He's right <laughs> behind you. Yeah, because uh, Gail has planted a camera, and so yeah. the cameraman yeah. is, is watching. This is, I still have my fun and games, right? So he's he's got a big paragraph. Uh, he's got, as a midpoint, the fun and games culminates with the death of the overacting Mr. Winkler and just in time cornered in his office. So he's got the midpoint as the death of Henry Winkler, and I'm way past that, right? I mean, we're, yeah. yeah. But is it the death or the the finding? Because those happened at two different times. The principal gets stabbed. Uh, Cornered after... in his office, the principal is stabbed by the real ghost mask killer. Right. Which definitely raises the stakes of this mystery, not to mention not one more person off the list. Yeah, that could be the half the halfway point, midpoint, and then the party happens. Yeah, it's so weird, though. His beats aren't happening to, to a main character. They're happening to a town. Like, the opening image was yeah. with Drew Barrymore. The catalyst was... Um, was uh was her getting killed yeah. right, and then the mid midpoint is the principal getting killed. Yeah, I, I where is I Sydney? And, where is Sydney in all of this? <laughs> right. So I because yeah. the, the midpoint's a false victory or false defeat for the main character. So yeah, I, what? I don't. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I would be hard pressed to decide whether that was a defeat or a victory. Like, how can it be a victory? I he mean, must have had one of his assistants do this. You know, do the scream one. You know? Yeah, I don't know. Why. Yeah. Like, scream is a great movie, but. I don't, I don't agree with the way he broke it down. So. Yeah, and I, and I uh, which is one of the cool things about this because there's been times when you and I don't agree. Right, we just right. use these and then try to break, crack a story. Sure. So that's cool. But um, and to be fair, uh, people who go watch Scream aren't interested in 
a epic, right? Sure. They want it's a, largely a fun and games movie, and that's what you go for. That's that's what I absolutely right. And it's I still quotable. love it for that. You know, yeah, quotable, yeah. fun. Yes. Yeah. That's why well, we talked about earlier the, the the beginning of this. Yeah, they're not going in there looking for some great character arc. You know? Yeah. I want to um, see some guy change or some chick. You know, change. Now, is, and go is, from... is that a plus? I think so. Yeah. I, I but enjoy movies more when they have it, but. It doesn't mean I can't enjoy a movie that, that doesn't have it. Right, right. Um, and I think I think Scream pulls it off with enough entertainment factor that... For sure. You know. And there's enough, you know, all the, the fun stuff we're talking about, the red herrings and the, you know, the reveals. Um, the reveal's a big part of horror movies. Oh, I yeah. Think that, you know, if you nail that, that makes it... This has a great reveal. Yeah. No, I, I, I thought this was... Yeah. Yes. I thought it was... Like I said, I thought it was genius when it came out. And I, I, you know, everybody did. It was $175 million on a $14 million budget. Everybody... That, that's a lot of word of mouth. Telling yeah. people to go see this movie. Yeah, you absolutely. Know. Like I said, I think I saw it three or four times yeah. in the theater. On their cellular phones. <laughs> right. right. Well, there was, there was a movie with uh, Kim Basinger called Cellular, where she's kidnapped. Yep. Uh, I Statham, think, right? Statham, yeah, yeah Statham plays Statham, a bad guy. Yeah. And the whole thing is the cellular, she's cellular. I, mean, I can't even, that's not, <laughs> that's, that's even hard to say. It know? is. Cellular. It's yeah. <laughs> Just, anyway. Uh, yeah, so he's got, the bad guys close in is the party now. Um, I could see that. Which, okay, all right. I think the bad guys have been closing in since the first 30 seconds of this movie, right? But And then all is lost, which uh, on some level I could see yeah, I, I guess Nev I like- agreeing to have sex with Skeet as the all is lost. Because at that point, she has forfeited her yep. card, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. The house is abandoned and Nev is alone, Dark Knight of the Soul. Yeah, well, that well, you you have sex with the guy, and then you immediately afterwards realize that he you were right the whole time. This guy is is yeah. a killer. That's like, when I mean, you that's ask, a ma- ma- you know, major all is th- lost. That's when you, know? you ask, hey, what'd you do with your phone call in prison? <laughs> right, not before, after, yeah, yeah. after. Yeah, yeah. Have, God, yeah. lady, come on. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so this is the time when uh, Dewey and Gale are got a report of the car in the ravine up the street. Yeah, the kids are leaving the house. Almost hit them. Yes. And the cameraman is killed. Yeah, and they're rolling around in the bushes together. Yes. Yeah, the the one thing that bugged me, uh, and this was the recent, like the last two or three watchings of Scream, Gail Weathers is not a nice person, no. never treats Dewey nice. She's manipulating yeah. him and using him the whole time. How that turned into a relationship. Dang, yeah. In the sequels, they're in relationships on and off again. Right. In, in, in part two, they've broken up because she is manipulative and mean. I do, he will say. Nice. Now, they get back together, I think. At, yeah. But, but yes. And, and Gail does show in, the, in part two a little bit of heart and regret at how yeah. she treated Dewey. Well, she, but she's like the first chick showing him like attention, right? Even if right. it is being manipulative, because the rest of the, the world and, and the and girls, especially girls, are laughing at him, right? Well, oh, I'm Deputy Dewey and all this bullshit, right? Well, he even says, you know, when I'm wearing this uniform, you have to listen to me talking. <laughs> yeah, you to treat me like a man <laughs> right. of the law. <laughs> you treat me right. That's right. Mama right. said it. Yeah, Mama said it. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, she was just, and I think Courtney Cox took this role specifically uh, as the other side of what her friend's character was. Yeah. So she could be a bitch. So she, I never noticed it before because I was just a young, innocent teen yeah, just yeah. thinking all that. But looking back, she did a great performance in that because she was not likable at all, right. manipulative, and it came across. Well, and I give her more credit in this movie than most everything else. Sure. Now, there's a movie, like, I want to say it's, was there a movie where she started with Bruce Willis? 
where she was, she's working at a motel or in some small town or something. Courtney Cox? Yeah. Uh, 3,000 3, miles to Grace. I bet it was. I bet that, not Bruce yeah. Willis. Uh, yeah. Because Kurt, Kurt, yeah, Russell. Kurt Russell and Costner. Yeah. Because there's a scene, like you want to talk about the opposite of Courtney Cox. You remember the scene I'm talking about? The, yeah. The, uh, <laughs> you know, she's the uh, cowgirl. <laughs> the, Ooh, yeah, she's a little hot under the collar. Yeah, though. she's not, it's not missionary, okay? <laughs> and she's going to town, and I'm like, Courtney? <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. So, but yeah, so <laughs> I give her more credit in this movie I think than I ever have before. Yeah, sure. Yeah, no, I mean and Jennifer Anderson did the same thing. Like uh it was a little bit later but like the horrible bosses is nothing oh like Oh right. Yeah, that's um, a good I one. feel like like if any character, a, any I... actor that plays like a character for a really long time, I think they get worried about being typecast sure. and the audience only seeing them as that character, so they sure. try to branch out and do different things and they're probably even like as a challenge. Maybe they're kind of bored to playing the same you know, type of characters yeah. let me play something completely different. You Any know? actor, if I worth play good guy salt. all the time, let me play a bad guy or yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah, I think I think most characters or most actors that are on those sitcoms for years and years and years, they just slowly die inside. You yeah, know, well, you're the, getting the, paid the millions, fifteen million dollars an episode probably helps though, right? Yeah, no, but, but it does. But then, well, that's probably a big part of it though too. I'm, I'm dying inside, creatively, yeah. all this stuff. It pay me more money if I'm going to keep doing this. Well, pay were, me more the, money. The friends that by the end of that show were making lots of money sure. per episode. I mean, and they negotiate together. Yeah. Like they went and said, "You're yeah. going to all pay us equally, and it's going to be an insane amount of money." Yeah. Or we're fucking done. And but the then, producer's like, "Oh, here's your check." Yeah, but right. then afterwards, you know, Matthew Perry and sure, all it's like. What did they really do after that? Yeah. He went to rehab. Uh, Matthew Perry. <laughs> yeah, I think. I mean, I and whole nine yards. And, yeah, uh, whole nine yards, yeah. whole ten yards. I love those. Oh, those movies. are great movies. Yeah. Anyway, I would digress. No, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, some of this, like Dark Knight of Soul, if you're talking about Nev's story, I, I, you know, okay, whatever. I guess I get it. Uh, by choosing to have so his break in the three is to have sex and die, rule the movies. Now he, she has entered the monster's secret world. He says. Okay, uh, maybe. I mean, but she, she's had sex, but she hadn't decided to. Because by the time the character's breaking into three, right, they've dug deep down and are going to fight the monster. She just had sex with him. I mean, yeah, that was her only decision. Yeah. I'm going to have sex with him. Yeah, I'm going to defeat you by giving you exactly what you want. Uh, so, cool. uh, yeah, show can, you who's I'll show you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So uh, my fun and games are still going along with the. Uh, Sydney's father's car has been found now because so more allusion to maybe he's the guy, a strong case, cameraman killed, Dewey stabbed, and Sydney flees. Um, and yep. then I wrote, I could not locate a midpoint false victory or defeat, and I don't agree with his or whatever. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, like if you're in the funny games, there's like 20 minutes left of this movie. Like, I mean, there's <laughs> yeah, right. No, I think, mess. I think it's a mess. Well, I think, uh, but but like like we said in, in defense, I think a, a good slasher movie is funny games. I mean, that's what you. You know, sure. yeah, no, it's very interesting that the the beats, I guess, are so you know wonky and so many either skipped or missed beats. But oh, yeah. the, but oh, as very, a whole, the, the movie, fuzzy, you know, you know, it still works and you know it satisfied the audience. Yeah, well, there, there's very much the genre expectations, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Even Catboy and all you know all these gurus will say that you know certain genres carry expectations, right? So if you're watching Die Hard, you do not expect aliens to land, you know, because it's not that kind of movie. Uh, in a slasher movie, you do not expect Nev to sit down and read poetry and, and be introspective about her life, right? Sure. Uh, and so uh, this does this meet expectations and fulfill its genre? I think 100%, yes. Yeah. You know. Um, I think, yes. I, I, so in defense of the movie, I think it does work that way. 
for, for bad guys close in, I have Billy and Stu reveal to Sydney they are the killers. So the monster, the, the sin, Sydney's mother was a slut, slept with Billy's father, which made his mother leave. So uh, the, for bad guys to close in, they have to become closer than they have been. And, and at this You mean point, close in? You're closed in, right? <laughs> and I, uh, so if I was pressed, that's what I'm saying, is that Billy and Stu now are laying it all out for poor Sydney, right? So is they all is you're always lost that you know that her mom was not as you know pure well, as she thought. I at this point I'm 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 grasping. All is lost. That would make sense. Stu, it's a scream, baby. Reveals that they can. So now not only are these the killers, but the killers have her father. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Her last remaining parent. Okay. Yes, sure. And then the Dark Knight of the Soul. Uh, Billy and Stu take shots at each other. So they're stabbing each other with a knife. I don't know how this is a Dark Knight of the Soul necessarily for. Sydney at her at in her mind it's got to be like yeah keep doing that you guys and right yeah, you yeah, went yeah. too deep <laughs> been a little woozy <laughs> been here a little woozy. um so what does he have he has yeah Dark Knight of the Souls never's the best so he you know he's way behind us the finale Matthew and this is his his finale Matthew and Skeet reveal themselves as the killers seeking revenge against both Nev and her mom while. Who's hidden sin? See, he talks about a hidden sin now, which he never mentioned before, of sleeping with Skeet's father or ruin Skeet's life. The twin killers' supercharged powers come not just from insanity, but from being able to be in two places at once. A and B stories cross as uh, Nev and Courtney work together to kill the killers. Uh, his final image: Courtney wraps up the tale of Nev's mom and the recent murders, saying it's like something out of a scary movie, which brings this postmodern thriller full circle. So, the final image. Uh, if the if the opening image was the the is is uh, what's her name being killed, the final image is that was very specific, Bill. Uh, Casey, I could, Drew yeah, Barrymore. I couldn't remember a character name or her real name. Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. Casey, the first. The, first the opening moment. image was in uh, what's her name was killed. You know, in yeah, a movie yeah. where lots of what's her names are killed. Sure. So. Uh, <laughs> Courtney Cox wrapping it up. The tale of Nev's mom, which. So if if the if the open if the closing image is the 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 reveal of Nev's mom being not so pure, then the opening image has to be at some point Nev thinking her mom is pure. You know, I mean, so I don't I don't. It's a mess. Yeah, I I, I think the movie fulfills its expectations and doesn't have a lot of structure, but it's still entertaining because it does fulfill those expectations. I think. Applying his, his beats is, is more of a mess than the actual movie is Agreed. in its own genre. You know? Agreed. Uh, you can't fault the movie for being what it's supposed to be. Yep. You know. Um, now, I still like a well-structured story, but it didn't detract from my enjoyment of it because it so much fulfilled what I wanted to see. Yeah, and but I think... I want to laugh, I want to scream, I want to... You, you want to like, give Ooh. a shit and you want to care. Yeah, so like you're, you're not going to... So to me, I think the, the fact that the beats are so blurry, right? I, I think if you nail the beats, that's what makes... And have a good character arc. That's what makes you care more about the, the, the character at the end, where in this, like we talked about it, we didn't really care all that much. Yeah. Um, Maybe that's why, because it was not so clearly defined. Yeah, that's what never I'm saying. Yeah, a, that's what I was trying to say, yeah. yeah. But again, I agree with you completely as... Remove Blake Snyder's beats as a whole. The movie works. I mean, it made a ton of money. It spawned a, oh, yeah. a whole yeah. series. Yeah, yeah. It, it it did what it, it you know was supposed to. Uh, yeah. Um, so uh, yeah. So uh, Dark Knight of the Soul, Breaking the Three, Stu and Billy dispatch. Loose ends tied up. Gail gets her story. So uh, yeah, 
everything we just said. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I did loosely structure this from Billy's perspective. And so from Billy's perspective, uh, I have Billy is the mama's boy with a stable family, right? His catalyst, Sydney's mother has an affair with his dad and his mother finds out leaving her husband and Billy scarring him. Debate, you can almost see Billy at that point reacting and saying, okay, I'm going to, should I do something about this? So I'm not, I'm having these thoughts. He eventually, I'm sure there wasn't just a, an automatic, I'm going to go kill somebody. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, he yeah. he had, he'd put so much venom behind that, you know, she was spreading her shit all over yeah. town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. That's where that came from at that point. It is yeah. kind of funny, though, like, because what you were saying earlier where he tells Sydney, you know, your mom was killed a year ago, get over it. Well, like, he's, on this, that's his debate here. Yes. You know, your your mom, you know, uh, uh, you know, committed adultery, get over it or do something about it. Right. And he decides to do something about it. Yes. Uh, breaking not the right thing, but, you know. Right. He did something. Did something. Uh, breaking the two, I guess, killing Sydney's mother. Is that what we said? Uh, yeah. Fun and games, the murder. Midpoint is a false defeat for Billy. He gets arrested, I would think. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Uh, bad guy screws in. Sydney breaks up with him before he can have sex with her. All is lost, uh, which is now a false victory. He does have sex with her. So that's a, a false victory because he doesn't get to kill her. Yeah. Uh, Dark Knight of the Soul, I, I really, I, I couldn't unless it's, well, I, I really couldn't. Breaking the three, revealing to Sydney. Uh, Stabbing themselves to cover their tracks. So at that point, Billy is storming the castle. Right now, he's going to get to kill Sydney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, stabbing themselves, fighting uh, Sydney and Gale. Uh, final image: dying, dead murder. So he goes from uh, live murder to dead murder, which you know is, I guess, his arc. Right, the descent into madness resulting. Yeah, he was the the mama's boy. Mama's boy to sadistic killer with sadistic a bullet in his killer. head. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That that's a great story. Yeah, that's an, that, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Billy's story is solid, I think. Um, which, well, I, I immediately thought of Halloween, but that story is—he's just raging psychopath because that he kills the. We don't get any. Do we ever get a motivation for? No, like ideally, Myers, right? ideally, he's just like Jaws. Yes, he's he, he is a, a, a soulless killing machine. A soulless killing machine. Yes. Uh, now I was a little surprised. We were not talking about Halloween, but I watched it a well, couple week last week or whatever. I was a little surprised at how human he sort of acted. Like, there's a scene where he's at the, when he's initially stalking, uh, what's her name, during the day, right? Lori. Lori during the day. About the original Halloween? Yes. Okay. And, like, he's at the schoolyard, and this kid runs into him and bumps into him, and he grabs the kid, and the kid looks at him, and he lets him go. And I'm like, you know, he seems almost emotive at that point, mm. instead of this just, you know. Well, don't watch the new one. <laughs> Okay. Well, I, you know, I, I, yeah, and that may have been, you know, the writers and movies, like because you know we talked about it before. You I think kill kids, you right? don't kill kids, you don't kill dogs, you know, and right. that was seventy six, seventy nine, I think. Something so he yeah. killed the dog in that one. Mm. And yeah, the, uh, the original, he killed the dog. Yeah. All right, so maybe they were like, "Look, we killed the dog. We can't kill well, kids too." Off camera, you hear, arr, arr. yeah. Well, you see his little legs go limp. Oh, oh. All right. Well, then what about? I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he was, you know, he just spared the kid. Go, you know, grow up to become a serial killer like me, kid. I don't know. Uh, I hadn't seen it in a while. Yeah. No. Anyway. Yeah, I think I think that story that you just broke down of Billy is very good. Yeah, no. That, I that mean, makes so much more sense. Yeah, that Billy's story is strong. And, and Scream the prequel. Yeah. Uh, it's too late now, but, you know. Screequel? Screequel? Screequel. Yeah, Screequel. I like it. There you go. <laughs> All right. Um. Pass consider recommend. I mean, uh, for me, I, I recommend it. I think I think when it came out, it was genius, and I think it's 
still a lot of fun. Um, it is what it is. You're not going to get literature. You're not going to get an epic, but you're going to have a good time, I think. Which Agreed. is what you go to these kind of movies for, right? Yep. Yeah, exactly. It brought back the horror slasher genre, to especially my generation and forward. Uh, Story-wise, I didn't realize until we watched it with a little bit more critical eye. If this would have passed my desk, I probably would have said, what? Right. Yeah. But as an overall movie, totally recommend. Now, the, uh, I almost... Uh, uh, there's a... I think they make reference to a director... In the West Carpenter, West Carpenter, yeah. So I, I yeah, wanted cool. to make sure I remember that. Yes, yeah. I thought that was very cool. Yeah, this isn't some West Carpenter movie. Yeah, nice. That's cool. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. So definitely a recommend for me for what it is. You know. Yeah, recommend for me. Yeah, same here. Recommend from all the the same points you guys said. No, I mean, I guess it wouldn't be a recommend if I'm looking at it from like movies that nail Blake Snyder's you know beats. Yeah, but even but... Blake Snyder, I don't think. Nailed it. Agreed. Uh, uh, I, I don't think. Agreed. Yeah. I so. think he chose this movie because of the popularity, and people right. would would know it when he put it in there. Yeah, it, and it's hard to argue with what it did for you know revitalizing the horror genre. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I recommend. I remember. I I don't. I don't see these movies in a movie theater. Yeah. I don't like to see scary movies in a movie theater. As you know, it's too much. <laughs> Too big. <laughs> too big a screen. Um, so I saw it, you know, at, at by rental. And I just remember the advertising and I remember watching it thinking this is really good. Yeah. Uh, Cause I don't, I don't like slasher movies, but mm-hmm. you know, like I said, um, it was so funny to me and it was a really good whodunit. It yeah. kept you guessing the whole time. And I remember after I watched it, I said, okay, now I got to go back and watch it all over again so I can, See it yeah. knowing how it ends. Right. You know, so, yeah, yeah it's I recommend. Even, yeah, it's funner to have watched it once, find out who the killers are, and then go back and watch it yeah, again yeah. and really enjoy yourself picking out all the little bits and the red herrings. Yeah, I'd be I'd be interested to try to do what you did and see. Because I always thought, well, which one did Stu kill and which one did Billy kill? Yeah, that, that, that's how many times I've seen it is. Yeah. I can now pick that out. Right. At least I think. I don't know. No, and then, of course, it came got me coming back for the second one because it has because sure. then you know they yes the actors were unknown when they did this, but then you like okay I, I really like this person and this person and yeah and all so the characters are, were fun to watch too I mean each you know and it yeah. and it still had that shock value of any like in Scream Two uh, when Jamie Kennedy bites it yeah it still has that anybody can go at any yeah, time. Yeah. But then you also get the backstory of Leave Schreiber playing Cotton Weary. Yeah, you only see him like for a couple of seconds yeah, in, in the news, first one. in a news segment. Not even a speaking part, right? Yeah, I thought he spoke in the first one, then realized, no, it's the second one. Yeah, right. But then Jamie Kinney does show up in the third one as a, you know, on video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that was good to see him show up again. Yeah. So anyway. All right. Well, cool. Yeah, it was good. a good one. That's yes, a good pick. Happy then, Halloween. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and in the second one, like they it's, they make reference to the movie Stab. That's it becomes Stab. You know, the... because they're going to make a, a meta Stab yeah. universe within a universe. Right. <laughs> and then it went on to do uh, what were the scary movies? The scary movie franchise. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The make comedy. So this one just oh yeah, yeah blew up everywhere. Everywhere it became a thing. All right. Okay. Ghost faced. <laughs> With ghost face. Ghost face. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That is Scream. And like James said, Happy Halloween. Well, Drew Barrymore is uh, fucking dead. Uh, who else do we got? 
This is my first note. They, they, they pull what I call a psycho. Oh, for yeah. sure. It's a scream, baby. So by the time we see Billy, he's already into his fun and games. He's whacking people, man. You know. I just thought if the Fonz, you know, became a, a principal later in life, he could do what he wanted, you know? Sure. The ultimate sin was just sex. Once you have sex, you die. Alarm bell, maybe one or two. Sure. Her job is to wear that tight half shirt. <laughs> you know. That she does. Yes. This is not that kind of podcast where I'd say a lot more, you know. Right. <laughs> Let's yeah. just say this is not a podcast where we should review that. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, this isn't some Wes Carpenter movie. Yeah. Nice. That's cool. <laughs> anyway.